The Meddlesome Meeples present The Quest Report with Matt and Richard. Hello and welcome to The Quest Report, where this week we are talking about a massive game. It is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, which we finally have been able to play. And Matt's going to tell us about it. Yep, and I'm going to preface this with a little disclaimer. Yeah. We haven't been paid for this, that's not the disclaimer. But Twilight Imperium 3, for a number of years, has been my favourite game. Because mm-hmm. of its epic scope, uh, the way it handles combat and politics, uh, and exploration in a way that a lot of other games just don't. And I really enjoy all those different elements of the game. The trading really matters, whereas it doesn't in a lot of games... Uh, so much can be a bit added on, can't it? Yeah. Uh, whereas TI three to me was just a perfect blend of of those various elements, mm. and I love how deep the game was. Although it took a lot of time, you didn't feel like it took a lot of time because you just lost yourself in right. the excitement of the game. You just realise it's dark outside. Yeah. You're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> There's wolves howling at the moon. It's sort of, yeah. yeah. Uh, but TI four, once I played it for the first time, automatically surpassed that. Mm. There was one thing that I didn't think it did as well as TI3. Right. Everything else I thought it did better. So I'll start off with that one thing. We're not just going to be comparing it all the way through this review, just, just in case you're not familiar with that. I just want to talk but about in, the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> but in TI3, you had these little exploration tokens so that you could use as an optional oh, uh, yeah. rule. So it wasn't... You didn't have to do it, but you could do it. Mm. And you had these little tokens that you'd mix up, shuffle up, put face down on the different planets. And then as you landed on a planet, um, you would reveal this token. And maybe you got some resources that your troops found there. Uh, You might find some locals that would resist your landing and you'd have to your troops might be wiped out by some gas cloud or you mm. may have to fight to try and take control of that planet yeah all sorts of things unknown could things yeah. on the planet it yeah. could just be a safe planet with nothing you just turn it over and it's a blank token i, I um, did enjoy that when we did the third edition yeah. yeah even though it killed all my guys sometimes that were landing on the planet but it, it, yeah. it added to that feeling of exploration didn't it yeah, and exploring it the unknown yeah. as you uh, drop troops on the planet. So you're not just fighting the other guys that are sitting around the table with you. There's also something yeah. in the game that's a threat. Yeah, and actually, Star Trek Ascendancy does that quite well with the exploration tokens and the yeah. possible civilizations you're going to encounter. Send all the ensigns down to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they're going to put on a red shirt, they've got it coming. Especially when it's a long series. So yes. Yeah. There we go. It was their own fault. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that is the only thing I thought Ti Three had going for it over Ti Four. Everything else, TI4 is superior. And if you really wanted to, you could just keep those tokens and put them on planets anyway to add them in to TI4. Yeah, just don't tell them to be that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't you tell the game do designers. <laughs> you could do this. Yeah. Maybe it's a possible ex- future expansion. Who knows? Could be. FFG yeah. are not really known for wanting to make money out of expansions, are they? No. 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 I mean, that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just want to make money. <laughs> but... Everything else, it seems to be improved on, and it feels like the game's been streamlined in a lot of ways. Uh, for example, uh, just even the way they do the, the player cards, okay? You've now got two sheets that uh, you use. Uh, one one will talk you through the different phases of the game and allows you to control your tactic fleet and strategy oh, yeah. tokens. Kind of put them together, don't you? to keep your trade goods. Whereas before on TI3, it was all in one bundled space, okay? Right, yeah. Um, also, what this does differently on the back it gives you your starting units on the back of your player sheet mm-hmm. that used to be on the front of 
the sheet in TI4, uh, TI3, sorry, but obviously you only need that right at the beginning of the game, so you, it's now on the back with all the <laughs> law. turning it over and scattering so, yeah. all the pieces. <laughs> so now, you, when, every, as soon as you start, you just turn it over, everything's in one place, there's nothing on this sheet that you don't need. Hmm. It's just made a little bit smarter. One thing I like about it as well is now you've got your pictures on the front of your play sheet to help you easily identify which of your various ships are what type. Because there was a lot of them. There is a lot, and if it's particularly if you're not familiar with the game, you might be thinking, "Oh, what's a cruiser? Which one's a destroyer? Which one's a dreadnought? Which one's a carrier?" <laughs> you know. Whereas it's not good for a general to be thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral, Admiral would be thinking that. Admiral. Um, there you are. But I demoted myself after yeah. the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hang your head in shame. With you. um, but all of that is there. It's easier to keep track of. And what's quite smart about it as well is that with the technology cards, because you used to get upgrades for your ships, and you'd have them next to your. Um, next to your player sheet. You keep having now, to look at them. Now, when you get the upgrade for your ships, you just cover up the one on your on your main player sheet. Yeah, so you kind of modify it as yeah. you get more advanced. And it just good. helps keep everything more organised and easier to get your head around, yeah. as I say, if you're not too familiar. Because it is a big game uh, in scope, so there's a lot to take in. Yeah, if you so we all have this placemat in front of us. <laughs> <Put> yeah. <these laughs> and it just it made everything a lot simpler. The other thing that I really like about this is the tech tree. Now, the tech tree for the previous Twilight Imperiums could be a little bit convoluted at times because you'd have to get very specific tech cards to then be able to unlock other tech cards in the tech tree. And yes, people used yeah. to have apps on their iPads and stuff like that to to try and help keep track of where they are because otherwise you're constantly flicking through your tech deck going, okay, well, what can I build? I've got this and I've got that. Yeah, I think I just what asked that you allow or something. Me to... I mean, yeah. <laughs> consult with the enemy about yeah. what I can build. <laughs> I wish I'd always give you an honest reply. <laughs> uh, but this time, instead of having to have uh, you know very specific uh, technology, whether it's anti-mass deflectors or something like that, um, you, you now every tech is coloured. Yeah. So you've got your red red tech, yellow tech, green tech, and blue tech. Yeah, and as you look at a tech things. card, you it will have like on the bottom right hand corner um, maybe a green insignia or a yellow insignia, and that means that that's one towards the cost of buying another tech with that colour. Yeah, so rather than needing specific technologies to lead to another one, you just might need two reds and a yellow. Yeah. And if you have them, then you can build that next technology. Yeah. And it just makes it more streamlined, a lot easier to get your head round, a lot easier as you're going through because you want to build a new technology, but you're not necessarily sure which one to build. It yeah. allows you to much more easily go, oh, I can build this, I can build that, I can build that. And it's it speeds up gameplay time because of that. It makes it easier to get your head round. There are quite a few things that sped up gameplay, I thought, mm. even though it still took all day. But, um... but that was with five players. Yes. And it's still, I think our playtime was probably four and a half, five hours, and that included breaks for food. Yeah. Yeah, and breaks for reading rules and working out what we were doing and stuff, yeah. which happens sometimes. Yeah. You always encounter some kind of weird situation. But anyway, everybody knows, if you know anything about Twilight Imperium, that it is an absolutely massive game. Mm. You do have to set aside a whole day to yeah. play it. It's not a games night, least. it's an event, isn't it? Yeah, it it's as an as event. It was a day. And we had been planning it for a long time yeah. to be able to, to do that. So It's a great way to spend Christmas Day, isn't it? Is that it was that the day? I think it ran. It was around there. that. Yeah, 
which is like the fact that we can still remember all this what ha- that happened. <laughs> that was the last shows... time. We, that was the last time we've had a chance to play it. Yeah, it was... but we can still remember so mm. much about it because it it was so great, and we've got all these uh, things. So I don't I'm not sure if we have to describe just just something about the rules anyway. It's all about space empires anyway. Yeah. I mean, we build the galaxy out of tiles. That mm. happens at the start of the game, so it's a different galaxy each time. We each have our home planet, and then we explore from there. Yeah. And um, each planet will have resources, and it will also have some influence as well, which is the political yeah. kind of power, like how much clout you have to be able to vote on different things. And basically, it is a very, very detailed game about running your own space empire. Yeah. And there are victory points, aren't there? But there are. They, you get them in so many different ways, though. There are so many different ways to win. You were the Emirates of Haken, yep. how you say it, which are, we all I call them... I say but... Hakan. okay, Hakan. They, they're the lion ones. Now, the lion is always what you see on the front of the Aslan. box. Aslan. <laughs> yeah, Aslan. <laughs> but the way they actually play, they were a bit more like Ferengis, weren't they? So they're yeah. like the, uh, the lion they're the trading. Yeah. They're the trading part of the empire. So. so Matt had loads of trading abilities and stuff, and it was really good. Like, do some trading with the Emirates. It felt like the trading time. really actually mattered. As, some, so, as I say, some games I've played with trading in it, it doesn't feel like it particularly matters that much. It's just, okay, you're going to have this and I'm going to have this off mm. you. With this, it really did feel like I, I was able to use that and influence um, influence people around me because I had so many things I could trade with. Yes. Um, so, like, I was able to trade not with anybody at the table, not just my neighbours, uh, but it meant that I could sort of influence people maybe not to attack me because yeah. they'd want to trade with me on the next round. Which is how bit. global trade helps mm. to revert wars. So yeah. <laughs> we've seen it in action in this game. So, yeah, you were the uh, the Emirates of Hakan and I was the Universities of Jonar, which a lot of the time, in especially in the other games, uh, other editions of this, this is kind of who you want to be. And I was glad that I got this. We did mm. it randomly, didn't we? We yeah. kind of like dealt them out. And I was really happy to get these. I was actually hoping to be the, the Universities of Jonar because they start off so close to building a war sun which if you're not familiar with this game is kind of the equivalent of a death star yeah and in this edition they look amazing yeah like in two little pieces that you stick together to make the mini that is one (laughs) of the things i wanted to mention obviously for some people aesthetics aren't going to be particularly important as it as theme and gameplay but the actual components for this uh the ships and everything look a lot more sleek than the older editions they just zip around the galaxy They, they just they just look better. I mean, if you compare them side by side, they've not really hugely changed the model, but everything just looks a little bit sleeker, a little bit more clean cut in the way... Obviously, moulding techniques and things have come on a lot in 20 mm. years from when the game first started. Uh, and even since the third edition came out, it's improved a lot. And it does reflect in the quality of the components here. Um, but you are still going to be able to recognise if you're familiar with Ti Three. You're going to be able to go, oh yeah, that one's the that one's the dreadnought. That's going to be the Warson. That's the destroyer, etc. Yeah, it just looks better, better made. Yeah, and like you said before, you've got the little pictures here, and so you can easily see kind of mm. what stats it has and how far it can move and things like that. So the way that yeah. uh, they those stats work is, for example, in combat, it'll give you a, a number for hit. For hits and everything above that number scores a hit. So, for example, you you know your dreadnought hits on a five or above, and you're using ten-sided dice. So, effectively, with a dreadnought, you've always got a fifty-fifty chance. In fact, uh, slightly more than fifty yeah. chance. You've got a sixty percent chance of hitting on a d10. 
Um, some of them not so good, like your Dread Destroyer, which only hits on a 9, but it gets to um, make the Anti-Fighter Barrage before combat begins, which is very good because, without getting too technical, fighters effectively soak up enemy damage. Mm. So it's a good way of meaning that your hits really count for more. Yeah, so you take out the fighters with the anti-fighter barrage, and then your actual when you're rolling the die, then uh, those hits are going to go on the big ships after yeah. that. So, yeah, that's a, a good tactic for combat. There wasn't that much combat when we played it. There was towards the end. Uh, yeah, there were we... several <laughs> massive fleet battles. Yeah, um, between you and Heather and Carolyn <laughs> and Carolyn. And Carolyn. Yeah. There was um, well, my na- I had Sam on one side, didn't I? We didn't really. Uh, scrap too much. We were we were quite you friendly neighbours. We were yeah. trading a lot. Um, you were fighting with Sam on the other side and with me a little bit. I went to Sam's system to test my war son. That that's what happened. And he was uh, your new Alderan. He was um, Alderan. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I felt quite bad about. Towards the end though, there were some real epic space battles because I was being a- attacked because it, as, as it got close to me winning, uh, Heather and Carolyn both attacked me quite a bit, and there was quite a lot of strikes from my fleet onto onto them and they were attacking me as yeah. well it was well they were next they were near you mm. i really i wanted to attack you because you were so close to winning but <laughs> there wasn't that much i do i you did attack me not long before that though you were well, yeah what happened i managed to take Met- mechatol rex yes and so you just had some guys on mechatol rex and what i actually did towards the end was i did some quick r&d to <laughs> upgrade the Oh, I think it was my carrier to upgrade mm. the engines on my carrier to make it be able to get to Mechatol Rex before the end of the game and drop some guys down to try and fight your guys there, mm. just to take away some kind of advantage you may have had. But, uh, I mean, it got there, and then the guys all just got shot and died. <laughs> I mean, it was worth a try. It was worth a try. But that w- that was my contribution to the war effort. The yeah. rest of the time I was just kind of cheering Heather and Cowlin on. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that as is different about this game as well from previous editions mm-hmm. and we've got to mention this is the strategy cards now the way the game works at the start of every round you're going to be drawing strategy cards and they are very very important for one thing they d- dictate the turn order for that round with numbers oh, yes. from the lowest going uh, to high and secondly they give you abilities now each one of these has a primary ability which you can use and they're always very good, Mm. as well as a secondary ability, which other people can do if they spend tokens. So, for example, uh, let's take one. Uh, The technology card. Now, this is number seven, so this is one of the lower ranks, which means you're going to be coming, uh, having to go later in the game, but it allows you to research a technology for free, and then you can spend six resources to research one more technology. So, potentially two technologies there, one of them free. A secondary ability allows other players to spend one token from their strategy pool and four resources to research a technology. So there's a a good benefit for you, which is typically free, with an optional secondary one there to spend, Mm. and then something else that other people can do for for spending. And these, you can't pass until you've used your um, strategy card. Yeah, because you've picked your strategy at the start. You have to actually do the strategy that you've picked at some point. And I you love... can take actions without using a strategy card, but yeah, you yeah, have to know, use them at your mean, turn. But it's, uh, this is what I love about this game, is that mm. everybody... You can kind of decide, well, my, ship's, my, my thing is doing okay for technology at the moment. I think I need to do some trade. So then at the start of that, you will pick the trade strategy. Mm. Like, for this turn, my strategy is trade. Yeah. And obviously you do other things, but that is your... 
your kind of special ability yeah. you have for that time. So the ones that there are are leadership, diplomacy, politics, construction, trade, warfare, technology, and imperial, which is a bit of a weird one. And that, and is that has been uh, that has been changed from the first one because in the in TI three, typically you just took that and you got a point, which meant broken. Yeah, it would break the game because yeah. you know people would just be keep grab, grabbing that, and then maybe on the next turn they'd get the leadership uh, one, so they could pick first next just time alternate, and yeah. then go for the uh, the imperial one again. Mm. Now that did break the game in one of the expansions for TI three. They they brought out a new set of these cards, and this reflects the second. You know that that expansion. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the one version. that works. This is yeah. the one that works, and it, with this one, you gain a point if you control Mechatol Rex. Yeah. So the not just for taking that. So you can still mm. score points off that, um, and it is a good one to have. But you, as soon as you go to Mechatol Rex, usually everyone goes for you. Mm. So which we did, which we did, <laughs> and it was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. It was fun. Um, but all of these cards, there isn't a bad one. And this is one of the things I like about the game. There isn't a bad choice here. No. Because everything you do is going to be good. So, for example, Warfare, which gives is six. So, again, it's a lower... You're not going to be going first. Remove one of your command tokens from the game board, then gain a command token, and redistribute any number of the command tokens on your command sheet. Now, what this means is that you can do something that no one else can do. Because once you activate a system to do something in it, you put a command token on it. You can't do anything else in that system again. You can't take ships out of that system. But this allows you to do that, which means you can make a lot more movement, for example, because you can bring ships into a place, take your command token off, and move them out again, so you can travel further. Mm. It allows you to do a lot more production in an area. It allows you to um, have more battles in an area. And it is brilliantly named as the Warfare one because it just allows you to do a lot more. Yeah, that's but, the thing. It's not obvious why that has something to do with war, yeah. taking the command token away. But it does mean you can attack twice yeah. and move your ships further where other people can't. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you've got Politics, which is number three. You know, Choose a player other than the speaker. That player gains a speaker token, which means uh, you can then draw two action cards as well. And you can uh, alternate some of the agenda decks so this is a very useful one it means that you're going to have more clout when it comes to uh, using the politics cards the diplomacy one means that you can choose a system except mechatol rex and meet and stop anyone from attacking you in that system and there's just every single one of these gives you something really good mm. so even if you are maybe the last one to choose you're not going to think, oh, well, I'm just going to have to take this one. It's a dud, but it's all that's left. There's always going to be something good that you can do. And it allows you to play to the strengths of your faction because you can pick one that pairs well with your faction. I kept picking the technology one because I was at universities and I was yeah. doing research. And then because I was picking that, other people got to do some as well. They just had yeah. to spend some resources because that's the other thing. If somebody does take the one that you wanted... Uh, when they use it, you can spend a few resources and use a secondary ability. It's normally almost as good. Yeah, but it's just like a less powerful version of the main one, isn't there? Yeah, so it's not like you'd be completely stuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the strategy part is one of my favourite bits. And it's it's always fun like looking at what everybody else picks and, and you think, I kind of know what they're going to do now. <laughs> Combat's really straightforward. Um, dice rolling. Dice rolling. And there are cards that you can use that will affect... You can play to affect combat as well. Mm -hmm. um, but all of that is very simple and very straightforward. 
I say it is still a big time hug. You will need a day to play this if you're going to have more than three players. But what else were you going to do that day? Well, I mean, <laughs> would you rather play TI4 or do something else? I mean, it's going to be TI4. Um, this dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> this is a brilliant successor, in my opinion, to TI3. It does everything that I would like a new edition to do, and it improves on the original in every single way. Uh, I'm going to keep my little tokens for exploration, though. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, it improves on everything. It looks better, plays better, streamlined, easier to understand. I have to give this one a huge recommendation. It is my new favourite game, TI3. It was nice while it lasted, but you've been replaced by a newer, younger model. And, uh, you know, accept your fate. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> accept your fate. But it's still here. It's up it there. is. It is. Um, that's because I haven't decided whether to sell it or to keep it for component parts. Um, mm. Well, keep it so for your exploration. TI3, you may end up being scrapped for spares, but... <laughs> It gets worse. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not looking good for Heather. Uh. <laughs> I loved this game as well. And, um, well, I, I always did love the whole universe of it as well because um, I was reading the lore compendium mm. for the, the few weeks before we played it. So I, I borrowed this because I wanted to kind of get really into all the, like, all the story of it mm. and everything to really because understand is... what they were actually doing. I mean, it does add to... Uh, a game if you've got a good bit of fluff and lore to yeah. go with it and story and you understand better why things are happening yeah why the races are built the way they are and um ti4 when it came out it had the lore compendium to come with it you also on the day it was released mm -hmm. you could get like a deluxe hardback that had all the gameplay the faq and the the lore Oh, yeah, inside as well, as well you? which yeah. uh, is nice and it's handy to have that because it meant that uh, you could take the way the, the rule books and mm. read it and I could read it beforehand so we both had a chance to read the rules before we played I think that's why I was able to read it beforehand yeah <laughs> and uh, I like it when you've got got that option I mm. think every game should come with two rule books yeah and every game over a certain scale should come with two rule books you mm. know Splendor and Ticket to Ride they barely need a one rule book so never no, <laughs> But yeah, it did benefit from having that second rule book. But it, as I say, hugely, uh, huge improvement on the on TI3. I, if you like science fiction, if you like area control, if you like strategy games at all, then to me this is an essential game, but don't expect to play it that often. That's it. If, uh, if you didn't have it here, I would probably not know about it. But I would also, um, I would like to have my own copy of this, but... Like it's unlikely that I'd have enough time or space to play it. <laughs> like I realise how big a table you need mm. for this and how much of a day. And it's like I just want to keep coming around here and, and playing your copy of it. <laughs> and, uh, so it is a great game, and uh, I probably it is probably one of my favourites. It's just the fact that it's so difficult to find enough time to play it, mm. but um, it's well worth it once you do. So there we are. We're giving TI4 a massive Meddlesome Meeples recommendation. It's the most meddlesome game I've ever played. It I've is. got to say that. It is. So there we are. Stay meddlesome. Farewell, Quester. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.